Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. From the East, Masonry 101. For those who are not Masons or have not yet received the explanations of some of the symbols on the cover, you still won't find that info here, haha. What you will find is some basic information about Masonry and some information and thoughts about some of the duties and expectations of being a Mason. Wait, there are duties? Yes, like showing up. Why would you spend months getting to know a group of guys, them getting to know you, you pay your dues, you get initiated, and then you disappear? One of the biggest strengths of this brotherhood is the fellowship and fraternal relationships you build. By joining this long-tenured group, you are joining a group with a long history of doing good things and promoting good ideas. Communication is another big one. If you can't make it, let the master know, especially if there's an event going on. We all know that things happen, but the more advanced notice you can give, the more time the master and senior warden have to fill those gaps. Dressing appropriately is an expectation of our lodge. If it's a fellowship night, no big deal to show up in a t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. But for a stated meeting, degree, installation, Hiram Award ceremony, gold event, etc., the expectation is typically business casual for guests and tuxedo for officers, unless otherwise noted. Wait, you mean I need to buy a tuxedo if I want to be an officer? Well, let's just say it's highly suggested. And the looks you get when you stop at the grocery store, 7-Eleven, AM, PM, or Taco Bell after lodge on the way home are totally worth it. It also gives you an opportunity to talk about masonry and maybe entice someone to join. Advancing through the degrees is the last one I want to address. There are some members who have never advanced past the first or second degree, and that's okay. Different people have their reasons. What they're missing out on, though, are the esoteric insights that are gained in the other degrees. Each degree is like a play, but there's more than just going through the play to say you have advanced to the next degree. Like many famous plays, there are multiple levels to the degrees and the ritual that is used. Some might say that these are pretty deep, and I would agree. Even after many years of performing or attending degrees, there are times when something in the ritual suddenly lights a bulb in my brain and I see something that I had never noticed before. And sometimes, that is truly sublime. Lastly, rule number one in my book for Masonry 101 is to be a good person. Be the kind of person that others look up to. Be a good husband, boyfriend, a good dad, a good son, a good worker, a good boss, and a good you-fill-in-the-blank. Sincerely and fraternally, Aaron Reddick, Worshipful Master. Masonry 101 I imagine that many of you are wondering, what does Masonry 101 mean? Good question. In essence, it means getting back to basics. There are times when things seem to get crazy or too out of control. We need to pump the brakes and look at our course and heading. As it stands, we seem to be still in the grip of this pandemic and it's making the path forward very difficult and confusing. Thus, we regroup and get back to basics. To revisit the starting point, to pause and examine why we joined our ancient and honorable fraternity and what the new logical path forward really looks like. So then, Masonry 101 starts with three basic assets. 
At the forefront, we have membership. The Mason, if you will, who is a man and a brother. What role does each of us play? What are our responsibilities? What are our individual paths to becoming that better man that we frequently refer to in our Masonic teachings? Next comes the Lodge. Not so much the temple itself, but the inner workings. Is it a thriving Lodge? Is it shrinking into irrelevance? Do we feel happy at Lodge? Are we energized by our gatherings? Or do they make us anxious? Do we like responsibility? Do we like ritual? Are we relevant to our community? All of this and more make up a Lodge. Our Lodge, as well as any other Lodge. We, my brothers, we make the Lodge. Lastly, at the top, we have the fraternity, the largest and oldest fraternity in the world. But does the world know us? We tell someone we just recently met that we are a Mason. What response does it invoke? I mean, beyond the usual, oh my, insert the name of older relative here, was a Mason. What I mean is, are they open and interested? Do they ask more about Masonry, or does the conversation fade away with their very next sentence? If they do ask more questions about the fraternity, what answers are we giving them? Are they the correct answers? Are all sending a common message? What is that message? These are the basic assets that we must review. They are our roots. To be successful at all three are essential to our own being. Thus, the creation of this month's theme, Masonry 101. There are not enough pages in the Worshipful Trestle Board Editor's article space to carry this much further. Instead, I urge to consider these items first in your own mind, then latter as discussion in groups, and finally in Open Lodge. After two plus years of stagnation from this pandemic, let's make 2022 the year we re-examine, retool, and reinvest in all three of our assets. Moving forward at the February stated, I will share some thoughts on what I refer to as the three E's. They are the basics on which the executive team will be focused in the upcoming months. Engaged, enthused, enlightened. I look forward to sharing my thoughts on our path forward and to hear your views as well. Fraternally, Charles S. Hayes, Past Master and Master Elect. Greetings from the South. The number 101 often implies a first level course in college. Freemasonry is fundamentally a quest for light in a kind of mystery school under the guise of stonemasonry, or represents a kind of syllabus for a college since some of the craft's ancient origins are believed to partially come out of the Roman collegia of architects, which has its own roots in classical Greece. Freemasonry, including the Scottish and York Rites, can also be understood as a master's course in a very special type of personal endeavor where significant life learning is implied. We even award degrees. College is typically considered a difficult pursuit since learning serious topics isn't easy. Same for us. Our learning labors comprise mental and spiritual efforts for attaining knowledge in breadth, depth, and height covering the Masonic doctrine. No small accomplishment for the Mason who perseveres. Brotherly love involves encouraging our brothers to achieve this supreme goal to the best of their capabilities. Suitable reading skill is a prerequisite but electronic media helps with an unlimited catalog of quality presentations. Both are powerful in combination. This master's course syllabus contains guidance toward independently applied self-study or surveys in religion, geometry, the philosophies, the sciences, the arts. All histories, architecture, governance, all literature types, all music types, and metaphysics. It also includes how to develop wisdom and virtue, hope and faith, humility and civility, aesthetics and ethics, charity, and joy. And these aren't for a static or conforming life in the world. 
They are to develop the Mason's mentation and heart, both wanted additions to the province of his inner state. This means to be reaching for life's fulfillment, Freemasonry keeps its promise. Such endeavors will reveal a noticeably remarkable and exceptional man, one the world and his family needs. We start with recognizing one's beginning state in the entered apprentice degree. A basic good man is symbolized as an unskilled and unknowledgeable neophyte, being possibly impoverished and encumbered from a morally and spiritually deficient world. In the fellowcraft degree, he climbs above his prior limited level of perception and understanding. He can now claim the way to truth and spiritual growth. The ultimate reward for such a long ascent is suggested in the role of the master architect. In Hiram Abiff, Master Mason as a model for profound understanding of true inner endeavor. Only esoterically alluded to, this story of an evolved archetypical key man models the aforementioned and is now seen as transformed in illuminated humanity and goes even further to suggest he is also a mystic, the pinnacle and reverent result of speculative Freemasonry. Realizing that all of the great architect of the universe's creation and life holds sacredness. This is some of Freemasonry's gentle and astounding 101 syllabus, its full stunning proposition and purpose. We need only to start or start again. Keep going, my brothers. John McCarker, Hiram Award, Senior Warden Elect. Masonry 101. The other day, I cooked a great meal for one, and the recipient of that prize was none other than myself. It turned out so awful that I couldn't believe I was actually eating it. It was one of those days that I fathomed cooking, but the overconfidence in its rituals defeated me once again and I was back to cooking 101. Sometimes introspection helps us attain more than we can learn with time and revision of factual information, helps in digesting what we never questioned before. Such was the day when I was doing everything right, but I forgot the sequence or the timing or the steps, or it was a mix of all of it done wrong. Freemasonry also teaches us many things if we don't forget the basics by following the ritual, steps, timings, deliverables, sequence, ambience, music, and the overall synchronization of it all. Much like the cooking that I bossed could be much better if I had remembered the features of Freemasonry 101. Freemasonry is many things, but let us understand it by knowing what it is not. Many layers of onion lie deep in the fact that Freemasonry is not a secret society. Handshakes, words, and phrases aren't that much of a concern. Rest can be found by a quick Google search. Freemasons are not unconcerned, dark zone dwellers, but a humane group that builds hospitals for kids and gives millions of dollars in charity each year. Families are not left to pursue this cult in utter depravity that are very much part of the club. Freemasonry isn't a religion or anti-religion, 
but very much based on Judeo-Christian values. The Masonic Bible doesn't have secret codes. It is just Bible that, in addition to many religious books, is kept in the lodge for following the Word of God. Freemasons are not secretly the lizard people or controlling the world. Freemasonry is not a secret society, but a society with secrets, which has evolved with time. To be one, ask one. Masonic Musings The path that time affords us while walking the labyrinth of life. Like the physical mazes built by the ancients, we are offered an opportunity during our lifetime to reflect within ourselves. So is a similar opportunity provided through initiation to discover in our heart and consciousness the valuable lessons and truths that are contained within each individual. Through allegories and symbols, we receive guidance with the hope that each of us emerges into a bright and clear land. The language of symbols is an art of the craft and all ancient societies. The knowledge of each individual symbol can be taught. Like words, each can have a meaning. Through patient endurance as wisdom of this knowledge grows, we begin to form a larger picture and the context as a whole develops into focus. The allegories within the Masonic degree system contain simple but great lessons. It is for the benefit of the aspirants to apply them in their daily lives, to grow within themselves through a useful and routine application. By toiling in our inner gardens, the fruit of our labor will produce. Throughout the ages, man looked to the heavens to attempt to understand life's great truths, to seek comfort in knowing that they were part of something much larger than themselves and more beautiful than they can imagine. Morality emerged from the hearts and philosophy grew within the minds. Along the way, the aspirant found assistance from like-minded cultures and rites of passage offered by the mystery schools, whose purpose was to share this treasured gift of self-discovery and enlightenment. These societies, as part of the tradition, waited for the unprompted to step forward of their own free will and make themselves known. The candidate is required to knock at the door for himself. By that voluntary act of seeking admission, he is best prepared to begin his journey. As the propagators of this experience had at one time themselves been benefited, so must they also share this inheritance with others who are in search of the same light. When the student of the mysteries crosses the threshold, he emerges into a society whose lineage can be traced back through the ages. It is through the depth of time which these profound ideas have been passed down from preceding generations. Written by Robert Schultz of Nevada Lodge Number 13. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.